This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Okay. Boom. Look at that. Well, well hey, everybody. Oh, Good morning. Yeah. What episode is it, Josh? 56. 56. How do you memorize that? I, I, uh, won't the same I, don't, I don't know that I memorize it. Do you like have like just, a note app and then you look at it before you start recording? Or I don't. No, there have been a couple of times where I have. How can you say that's not fruity? Sorry, go ahead. No, I think there have been a couple of times where I've I've been like, I was like, man, maybe it's after a week or two. Like if, if we've missed a, a week mm-hmm. of recording, I'd be like, wait, what was it? And I'll jump on YouTube, just be like, all right, what was okay. the last mm-hmm. one? In There's general, no though, way it's like I a week. Remember. I mean, it's only a week. Because I mean, you guys sh- have done we like shot a, last week. You've done more than fifty-seven episodes. This is uh, this is 50 fifty-six episode or season three only. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so like when okay. we, we, See, we first yeah. started, yeah. I was like, you've yeah, done yeah. eleven episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. so for those that are, are just they just stay current with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we actually started. This was one of the good things that came out of mm-hmm. shutdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we launched. You know, Pastor Ryan and I had talked about doing a podcast for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then in shutdown with COVID, we're like, oh man, like what are some different ways that we can engage the body? Mm-hmm. And you were like, hey, let's do this. Po-. Obviously, like with your business, you yep. do podcasts. You're yep. like, hey, we could totally do this. Yeah. And we have. So we did kind of in that first round. We did, although it really it, it kind of morphed into you and I towards mm-hmm. the end already. It doesn't Ryan bring Ryan a lot of joy yeah. to to do podcasts on a weekly basis. Yeah, so we did probably 60, mm-hmm. 65 episodes with, mm-hmm. with Pastor Ryan. Around that, oh. Mark, uh, you jumped in mm-hmm. to, the, to the co-pilot's chair with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did, what, 72? 72 mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now, yeah, since our wow. relaunch. It's a lot. Yeah, we're at... This this will be fifty six. So okay, yeah, it's been dude. It's it's crazy. I think. I mean, like this this spring will be four years since we launched launched Radiant Reflections. Mm-hmm. And I was going to wow. tell you the last time you announced it at church, which was very. Uh, we're always grateful when you do that when you do uh, hosting. But don't forget, every time you host and Radiant Reflections makes announcements, you always want to say that all of our Bible teaching is in the podcast feed as well. It's not just Radiant Reflections. Oh, yeah. Like your messages, like your yeah, message went clarity. live this morning. Okay. On the po- b- podcast feed. Okay. So cool. it's it's not just Radiant Reflections that... Uh, Which is brilliant yeah. too though, because then like, obviously we're talking about the message. And then the message. And they can listen to it. Yes. You know, they can listen to it when it goes live Monday morning. They can mm-hmm. listen to this when it goes live. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. So it's, yeah. No excuse to Thanks not for expanding engage. my horizon on That's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's start, guys, uh, with coffee like we normally do. Coffee. The coffee is absolutely spectacular. It is good. It is really good coffee. So this coffee is from one of our favorite shops. It's good. I'm just laughing at yeah. that word because it, it makes me think this, of like This is something. from Sparrow. I'm curious how you're going to read that. Okay. This was a <laughs> exactly. special bag that was set aside from the other bags, the Cup of Excellence bag. This is from Ethiopia. It has a golden star. Yeah, golden, golden ticket on it. there. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is Ethiopian Bertukan. Bertukan Mershalema. Bertukan Mershalema. <laughs> okay, See, everybody look away. Because I, I, I look. Is it focusing? You look at your eyes. Don't look at me, I'm hideous. There we go. <laughs> okay. 
how would you all say that? I'm going to say, Bur- let's I, see what Kinsey like, says. Okay. Burkatan? No. Burtakan? See, I went total hillbilly. Same. I like. I saw that first one. I'm like Burtuckin. Is that something out of Baroque and Kentucky? Burtuckin. Shout out where to y'all from? Uh, we're from Burtuckin. Don't you guys call it like Burtucky or something? Uh huh. Because that seems like <laughs> a woke it, woke it Tucky. Yeah. Okay. How do you pronounce? I don't the name know of that, that word. Say that one. Wolkettville. Wolk. The first thing I got made fun of. Because you said Wolcott. So, like, within the first couple of weeks of me being on staff at at church, somebody died. Like, I don't remember who, because I didn't know anybody at the time. Right? Right. And I was there, and I had to announce the funeral and the visitation for this person. Oh, and I'm boy. like, oh, yeah, it's down in Walcottville. Some people say that. And everyone was like, boy, you're <laughs> such an idiot. We're like, we hate you. Move back to Burnham's. No. <laughs> but then say say how you said it. Walcottville. Walcottville. So there is an L in there. It's W-O-L-C-O-T-T-V-I-L-L-E. But are you pronouncing the T's? Walcottville. Wal Wolkett. Wolkettville. Wolkettville. You also have Rome Tucky, which is Rome City. Oh, that's where Joel and Jason are. Yeah, Joel and Jason would agree. I mean, if they happen to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's quite a town. <laughs> I've only driven I've, through I've it. I've driven through it on my way yeah. to like Marion. So well I like I've been to Joel and Jason's place. Okay. I mean they're kinda of Joel and Jason's country. place is totally different than the rest of the the, the farm place they have is beautiful. It overlooks this beautiful lake, and it's lovely. But generally, I mean, you drive through Wolcottville or Rome City, and you could come out on the other side addicted to crystal meth. Wolcottville. Just driving through. I, I mean, can't shake my mouth right to say that. Wolk-it. I can see that you're trying to move your tongue like a certain way, Wolk-it it looks Wolk-it. like. Wolcottville. 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 I don't know, man. I feel like I, you remember the one show with uh, what was Roads when they they the nitrous oxide got into the car and they got pulled over and they thought they were driving a hundred miles an hour, but they were like, "You're going five miles an on, hour." Is that on Tommy Boy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel like we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the camera zooms out and yeah, they're not even moving. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah. okay. I will say this: like, I I just love that movie. I watched it a few years back, and I was like, oh, this isn't nearly as funny as I remember. Hmm. I don't know because you're old, wise, and mature now. That and... might be, but yeah. I, was just, I was actually I was kind of sad because yeah. that was like a like a teenage favorite. Well, yeah. with oh, Chris Farley, it was the physical humor that he had. Yes. Well, him and David Spade had such yeah. good connection. I they mean, were. David Spade was pretty much worthless without chris farley yeah he, anything just so he did, dry anything he yeah. did after chris farley died yeah. it's like eh, yeah this yeah. is this is total total junk leah had a, a friend over this last weekend to stay over for sleepover and um they were talking about this really cool movie where this guy's sitting in the hot tub and he's making his shampoo bottle and conditioner bottle talk to each other and uh, the Schwans. They were talking about Billy Madison, the movie. Oh, and they, they I love do this, not this remember hilarious that scene. Stop looking at me, Schwan. Me, me. You have, don't remember that. I do not remember oh, that. I see. I like. I like Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> he's like, hilarious. He, he's just yeah. sometimes songs, a little crass, but yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. he. Yeah, my he's brother-in-law a, just went to a show in Indianapolis, 
and he With like Adam he Sandler? yeah like well, he, he sings he does stand up and he sings and apparently like he's a really good musician hmm. well like he has like a whole rack of guitars but and he stuff. he he did that on Saturday Night Live I mean he would yeah. do all the like and he the, was right, really playing the guitar the lunch yeah. lady song yeah, like, right. the Hanukkah song yeah. I don't know if that was an SNL one no but that was an Adam right. Sandler song you know, yeah. I remember yeah well I remember listening to tapes on the bus. Oh. Of Adam Sandler and cassette tapes, yeah, cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. We're dating ourselves so yeah. bad. Put it in your Walkman, <laughs> Sony Walkman. <laughs> right, that's for real, dude. Discman was. I remember when I got a, my yeah. first Discman. Yeah, you have to carry it very carefully. Yes. <laughs> well, I had one, which is hard on a bus because it's so bumpy and it's <laughs> I eventually skip had all one time. that had skip protection. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that, how that voodoo works, but yeah, yeah. That was a. I remember when I got uh, the three second skip protection. I just thought I was the coolest dude (laughs) ever. Yeah, thought I was high class. Check it out, ladies. Haley, (laughs) think about it. You know, if you want to include all this that just happened. Oh, she does. I mean, you know, she does. We don't even have a countdown timer. I don't know when. So she's. So here's the thing. I'm just gonna like Haley's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Like I had one request for the last episode. Didn't do it. She didn't do it. The lower third for Chris. The lower third for Jeff. The lower third for Jeff. Uh, (laughs) What was the lower third going to be? I can't remember. It was $3 signs and then the word boss. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff is like the least gangster person I could literally think of. Yeah, he's, yeah. I'm sensing a little bit of bitterness there. Uh, You know what? A little. Just a little. I text Haley. We usually chat back and forth because we work on other projects together and, uh, I was asking her, you know, is she coming before Christmas to shoot some more, you know, shoot some stuff? Because the stuff she shot and produced for Thanksgiving was so epic. Yeah. It was so good. And oh. we had such a great response. The dead turkey video? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And coffee. And the, the slow zoom yeah. on Kinsey when he's just reminiscing, <laughs> like just talking about coffee. Oh, that well. Stuff. And, and the cuts sh- on Pam. They were perfect. Yeah. Pam was doing oh, more music. than one, and she would cut. Yeah, we go back. so well She's produced. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, my favorite thing! I will give you a dozen." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. follow the rules. Haley Pam. is a good producer. Yes. She definitely is. Um, I love. I actually messaged her on something. I if I see something random on Instagram that I think will help our social media stuff, I send it to her, and she's like, "Yeah, I already saw that." Most of the time, she's already seen it. She's on top of it. But she, I love she. Do, uh, responded to me. She's like, "Do you think our people would would actually do this thing?" And I was like, "I love that you use that word, our people, because mm-hmm. you are our people, Haley. Yep. Even though you're far, you are our people." So, episode so, fifty-six. Yes. Which I had an idea during our silence before the. the okay. Thing. So, okay. I mean, cool. it must be legit if it comes to me. And during so silence, I can tell this isn't even real, right? <laughs> no, this, this actually. I can happened. tell by the this, smirk on your this face. This actually happened, which that it actually super bums me out. But I'm also kind of it's kind of cool that like Kinsey apparently knows my tell like when we were shooting videos with Haley when she was here like there would be times where he'd just like oh you're gonna do something I'm like how do you even know this so I'm poker face I'm disappointed I'm disappointed that I have a tell like I try to this just means you're a significantly honest person there you go But this is a real thing that actually popped into my head during okay. our, our silence before right. we started shooting. So we should do a, a musical episode. 
Like, you know, like, okay. you know, you watch like a musical and it's like, they're just going along and like, hey, Bobby, like, how's it go today? Well, I'll tell you how and I'm doing. Singing the song. I'll tell you how I've been. You know, Kenzie, and you first. Like, <laughs> That's the problem. So we I, should. We I have should, no talent in that. So we should just, we should do an episode sometime you where we lose just. lose people. We randomly. Listening to this podcast song. if I In start general. singing. Yeah. So I don't know. We should, uh, <laughs> we should explore that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a little hard since nothing is scripted, but that's kind of like all right. And I don't this. I don't mean to be like irreverent. So, like Haley, if this comes across that way, please take it out. But I remember, you know, like, I've been to a couple of Catholic funeral masses. Yes, I've been to. My cousin married uh, a girl in the Greek Orthodox Church, and I just I leave those things thinking, how do they know when to sing? Cause like the they priest, know. like they'll just be going along, like yes, let's let's gather today to say this to the Father. You know, what yeah. I mean, and like it's liturgy. How do they know, how do they know which part that's supposed to be sing songy? They got the reps in. Cause I'm like, cause it's like they're just talking, and then it's all probably italicized in the Bible. Ah, uh, I I just totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always wondered, but I wish I knew that stuff. I thought yeah, about that. I, I like, just how, I was how just so know? curious. I thought about well. that. Like, do they get to just make it up? No, like, no. I just, I cause feel like far, I'm because I was raised Catholic. I was trying to go back in my memory bank, and it's, it's like, yeah, there was, there was parts that were sung, right? But so. like, how do they know which? Like, is and there even a the notation? Yeah, in the, the responses in the That's, book that they've got, or what? Is it part of it could be, yeah. And how do they know the tune? <laughs> like, I, I don't well, know the, that the priest more probably <laughs> sends it like like he sends the, the the tonic note first and then everybody just follows it. That's probably. You know, I have no idea what a tonic note. Is. Well, like he sends the 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 key that they're singing in by the first note that he okay whatever he's, he sends. He's like a pitch pipe. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It is crazy though, Josh. You notice now that when you're listening to music, this happens to me. I'll be listening to music and. I don't know what the key generally is, but I know the numbers. Huh? I could hear the numbers. So, but this is this is one of the reasons I love the Nashville system, though. I was I was leery totally. at first. I have this. no clue. I was leery at first, but yeah. like music is science. And like is like math. there there are patterns and like there's a yeah. system. Like yeah. you don't like it's like it's like when you sing a song you've never heard before. Like with pretty good accuracy, you can predict what the next note will be mm -hmm. like as soon as you they, it. you've got the key because like you move in certain intervals intervals mm -hmm. from one note to another like you and you're probably not going to jump from this to a this because that's just that's just weird like like you're going to go this to this to this mm -hmm. to this to this like it it mm -hmm. works up and down the scale yes it's, it's i remember watching a ted talk it was some i i remember who the guy was giving the ted talk but the room was full of like these nerds so to speak like non-musician people and he brought the science of the music to them and had the whole room do this whole thing is jacob huh jacob collier hey nerds can be musical yeah jacob collier i feel ridiculous. like i just offended you <laughs> well because i'm a little bit nerdy okay. and a little bit musical okay so they're not I'm mutually exclusive. No, it's all right. I'm gonna be quiet on the podcast. But you, but your 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 idea was that like these were not musical people in the audience, right? And he okay. showed them parts. how simple. Yeah, yeah. and it's it was Jacob like, Collier. oh, that was actually really cool what yeah. he did. He he has uh, he's one of the. I mean, there's quite a few of them in the world, but he has perfect pitch. That so would actually be you weird. can literally drop a spoon on the ground and he can tell you what what note it is. 
he knows it. So do you uh, think that's more of a blessing or a curse? Uh, absolute blessing. And you, unreal. It'd suck to be somewhere, though, where like they're not on. And you're I'm like, sure you could turn it off, though. I don't know. Hey, if, you, if you're a viewer, listener, and that's you perfect have pitch. perfect pitch, let us know. I don't have perfect pitch. so yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what pitch is. I thought that's throwing a ball. <laughs> or the angle of a roof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right or yeah. a roof. A oh. roof or a roof? Roof. How do y'all say roof. it down here in Walcottville? Roof. I don't know. We're, we're roof. We're, no. You say roof. Do I say roof? Yes. Yeah. We're roofing. Because every time you're you roofing. say that, I say under my breath, roof. Hmm. So you're a roofer and he's a roofer? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> there was nothing in our coffee. I promise you guys. I promise. <laughs> Episode 56. They just feel a little bit roofy. <laughs> Ooh, like they'd been roofied. <laughs> oh, jeez. See what I did those, there? Those drugs. See what I did there? <laughs> People oh, are going to think that about it. Haley, if that was stupid, there's nothing still in leave coffee. It in. It's all right. No. no. She's going to cut 20 minutes out of this. I would. I probably oh, would. Oh, no. Haley is so awesome. She's just going to let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to appease the producer with Absolutely, the I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were, uh, this is episode uh, 56, but message number four in our Everyday Disciple series, we've got one yeah. more week. I like yeah. that. Yeah. One more week. <laughs> He's he's like squirrel today. He, he is the ADD. I have like a raging headache right oh, now. Oh so gosh, do you need distracting? Some, do you want some uh, ibuprofen? No, I'll be all right. I've got I, some in the drawer right back there. No, I haven't okay. eaten anything yet. It'll okay. tear up my gut. So. Okay. I also have some meat sticks. Meat sticks. <laughs> you would, which is awesome. Yeah. I just love like you ever need just like a a meat protein, fix. Yeah. Protein. You come yep. see JB. Fix. Yep. Here, I got what you need. Yep. Humble leader, Kinsey, you brought the message, uh, and I, I'm in the middle of reading a book that is written by the same persons that is the book that we're going through as a staff right now. Oh, okay. The other half of the church. So this one's called Rare Leadership. Rare stands for uh, four different qualities for leaders. I hope we go through this one next. Uh, so much of what we've been reading in that book resonated yesterday as you were sharing hmm. so much of, of what you were talking about with groups and discipleship, small group, but mm -hmm. anyway, uh, humble leader talk just right out of the gate. What were you hoping, uh, people would take away from the message? Like the number one thing, like if you could give us a single sentence and say, I hope that the thousand people that were there yesterday, this is what happened. Uh, I hope their takeaway, uh, was that they will live into the calling of being a disciple maker. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. And then, I mean, we could unpack that statement or that mm -hmm. sentence. What is, and, you know, and be humble about it. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think we need to humble ourselves before this calling of the Lord. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes we don't do that. So, but also knowing that we don't, have all the answers as well i think we could go mm -hmm. into discipleship arrogantly and pridefully and think that we have it all together and that's probably the area that the lord needs to press into but we haven't allowed him to yet mm -hmm. sort of thing so uh, that or we don't go into it because we don't feel like we know enough of the answers and we're worried sure. and we think you know mistakenly that we have to have all the answers oh well what if they ask me this what if they ask me that what if they ask me that and then we, we, we delay discipleship because yeah. we're scared that we're gonna look incompetent or mm -hmm. like that we're not gonna know enough yeah. to to actually disciple somebody. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the problem is then <laughs> probably for, for most of us, most of the time we, we use that as an objection, but then we don't actually pursue the knowledge like, Oh, well, I don't know how to answer this. Mm-hmm. And then we go about our day and we yeah. exist there. We, we never actually don't like try to learn or grow in that area. Yeah, Try to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. the answers that mm-hmm. we're wrestling with. So one of the first things you said, uh, Bryn was that we need a clear discipleship pathway. Mm-hmm. So in, in order for a leader, a, a humble leader to kind of operate in that place of leadership, there needs to be cl- a clear discipleship pathway. Unpack that a little bit more. What do you, what do you mean by that? Um, pay attention to the message next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to unpack uh, what we believe that God has called radiant life in our discipleship pathway. Mm-hmm. That'll be revealed next week. Mm-hmm. Um well, yeah, because because it, it's like the where are we going, right? This this everyday yeah. disciple, like this has so far been kind of the where are we going? What is it that we're actually hoping to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so the everyday disciple is an output. The pathway is like the input. Right. That's the how do we get there? Right. right. Where are we going? How do we get there? So we started kind of with the end first mm-hmm. of hoping that people would. Um, see the vision, understand the vision, own the vision of an everyday disciple. Um, and then next week we're going to talk about, well, what are environments? I like to use that word environments um, for that in order to happen mm. for mm-hmm. all of, to be a humble leader. Like what mm-hmm. are some environments for that to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll unpack that a little bit more next week. So I don't want to share too much on that. Okay. Uh, I think one of the things that stood out to me and which was, was one of the first things that harkened back to the book that we're reading is you said that programs or programmatic approaches to discipleship pathways mm-hmm. are not equal to transformation. Yeah. They're not nest. They can be, you didn't say unequivocally right. that they're not. That's but- why I like the word environments. Mm-hmm. So I could, I think you could interchange environments and programs. So I, th- I think mm-hmm. you can use a quote unquote program I think that can be an environment for Holy Spirit to do transformation in your life. Give us an example of an environment or program. Just uh, uh, like a small group, okay. like a Bible study. Okay. Um, you know, in one of the quotes I used, it mentioned like Sunday school classes, anywhere where you can gain information mm-hmm. uh, from. Like that, that can be an environment for transformation to happen, but. It, you have to be very intentional in that environment. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I keep changing it back to environment. I think that's just my natural default. So that program, that class, can be a place for transformation to happen. I think the reason why I like environment is you're being um, more intentional about what you're doing with that program or that class for transformation to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more of the relational pieces, uh, more accountability, um, those sort of things happen in those programs or those environments and where those things are lacking. That's where the transformation is. is yeah. I can just show up to the six week, um, whatever class program Mm -hmm. to better my marriage or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I can go and learn all this information, but until I'm actually treating my spouse, the way that God has called me to do that, Mm -hmm. then the transformation really hasn't happened yet. So the transformations in the doing. I think so. Hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm tossing something around my brain. I mean, so like a, a good program, Kinsey, would you agree? Like, and correct me if this is misrepresenting what you're saying. A good program without a good environment is not as impactful, if impactful at all. 
like I you, think you so, yeah. like uh, pro, if, if we look at a program as hey these are the the specific topics we're going to look at these are the bible passages we're going to look at and we're going to meet you know part of that programmatic piece is you know, we're going to meet every tuesday at six o'clock and we're going to look at the book of matthew mm-hmm. like that's a program but you have to pair that with an environment that is conducive to growth and transformation. And there are mm-hmm. elements of that could be, you know, uh, accountability within the group, you know, uh, yeah. a level of vulnerability to yeah. be able to actually say, Hey, honesty. Yeah, hey, man, here's where I'm struggling. I'm sucking it up at like yeah. loving my wife. Well, like, how, Hey, but I, I desire to change. I mean, so there's also a heart piece. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I could be, I could have a good program and be in a good environment but if I don't have a a good heart, it's not it's not going to matter. So, so the motive yeah. is what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, go, I mean, which is something that we've hit on a, mm-hmm. a lot in here, right? Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think trans. I think there is action. I think it, there is a verb in there. This word picture keeps coming to mind. Um, I can show up to the the program of an art class, and I can actually sit in the chair and I can stare at a lump of clay. But until I actually get my hands into it, the clay's not even being transformed yet. Mm-hmm. So I can come every single week to this thing, and I can talk about clay. I can—I don't know much about clay or pottery or anything like that, but it's just a <laughs> word picture. That, like until you actually get your hands into it and doing something with it, manipulating the clay into whatever that piece of art's going to be, because um, that is the transformation. The transformation is the work. I think so. I, I yeah. agree. I, I've been reading through James my morning uh, time, and it, I just show me your faith without your works. Uh, yeah, and faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. But yet works don't equal faith. Right? They don't equal right. faith. Uh, but real faith, what James tells us, real true uh, faith that is birthed by the Holy Spirit, empowered by grace, actually yields biblically defined works. It does. Mm. And when it does not, that's when the program is not equal to transformation. That's just, you know, head knowledge. And and some of the things that we're learning, you know, as pastors, you know, the the latest brain science is proving to us that actually most of those programmatic approaches uh, to transformation, to change, which is what we all want to be more like Jesus, they actually don't work outside of a relational connection to others, Mm -hmm. a group identity, the joy of being with another person. Mm -hmm. um, That's where transformation actually lasting change begins to take place foundationally, foundationally in relationships. And is that kind of what you're talking about when you talk about environment, Kinsey? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's hard because I'm just, the way that God has wired me, I am highly relational. Mm. Um, and I realize that not everybody is wired that way mm-hmm. um, or their relationships um, are more, um, they're, they're, they're not as many, but the ones that they have are very rich, mm. um, and which is different than how I'm wired. And so I'm realizing that, I'm starting to see it in one of my daughters. Um, cause I've got one daughter who's friends with like a thousand people and I've got my other daughter who's got like four friends, mm-hmm. but those four friends are like just the way that she speaks or about them is much richer 
Uh, not that the other daughter, like th- there's no value in any of those relationships, but they're just wired so much differently. Mm-hmm. So I see it within, even in my own home, which I think the Lord is using for me to understand that. Man, there was something you said I had a thought on, but. Works? Um, Faith? Well, no, nah, it was. So like we can show up to a small group or Sunday school class mm-hmm. or any like or a worship service. I, I cuz I'm I'm thinking of that Robbie Gallaty quote that I used and mm-hmm. like if you just show up to the group and that's the end in itself then it's going to end or the worship service. So mm-hmm. I think my encouragement and when you asked me at the very front end of this like what uh, what was my motivation is that people like they wouldn't just show up to a worship service and say, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Or they, mm. well, I, I sign up for small groups every single time that they're offered, um, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I think there's more layers to it. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a humble leader is you're actually like leading someone else in their journey closer to Jesus um, and closer in intimacy with Holy Spirit and learning to, to speak to him. But go to your kind of the difference in... in I hesitate to use this term, but we'll say relational capacity, right? I mean, because you're talking for you, like, hey, man, yeah, I'll take like a billion people and let's mm-hmm. like, I'll just have group after group after group after group. Right. And, and for you, that's like, that's cool. There are some people who maybe they're going to pour into one or two people. Exactly. Like, that's not less valuable, right? I mean, because yes, we have totally different, agree. you know, relational yeah. uh, capacities and, and, you know, you bring temperament, personality to the mix and, um, and that can factor in. One's not better than the other. Uh, we all have to work. I mean, you yes. use the parable of the talents, and it says according right. to their ability. Right. right? I, mean, I mean, there's. I, I love that so line use that. because it shows a gradient. Yeah. Right. We're not all called to to. to some do people the exact are relational with five talents, and some people are relational with two talents. Yep. But it's the effort that you've put into yeah. those relationships. So yeah, I just I love that parable. That, mm-hmm. I mean that. That's yeah. been my drive. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm two or five, I I always want to be putting 100% into what God has blessed mm-hmm. me with. We're jumping ahead quite a bit, but I do, mm-hmm. I did was I was hoping that we would spend quite a bit of time in Matthew 25, but you know, you're you're called to us as as humble leaders to lead others to disciple. You base that out of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, go make disciples. Mm-hmm. We all know this scripture. Uh, but then also 2 Timothy 2, 2, mm-hmm. which says uh, that we want to teach others to teach others. Mm-hmm. Unpack that a little bit more. What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, towards the end of the message, I brought up um, Josh's illustration with mm-hmm. the qualification uh, fallacy mm-hmm. and the idea that, like, whatever the Lord has taught you, whatever you've learned, regardless of where you're at on a scale, that's what you overflow. That's mm-hmm. what you teach other people. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be a a super deep theological thing, but like, man, I've just learned how to trust the Lord in this area. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's the thing that you're going to, that's the talent. That's the thing mm-hmm. that you're going to be discipling people in is like, uh, maybe it's finances. Like I, you know, the Lord has just wrecked me, uh, about, um, being generous and giving and, man, the Lord's wrecked me. And so I was obedient in this area and here's what happened. And then I did it again, and then I did it again. Well, then that's the area that you disciple other people who may not be at that place in their walk. Or, you know, maybe it's spending time in the Word or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the thing is that the Lord has taught you 
that's what you overflow. So if we if we think about uh, the root or foundation of transformation being relational, right? And then all of those practices that you're talking about, like teaching someone to teach the Bible, teaching someone to better be equipped with their finances, teaching uh, a person to parent or whatever. Yeah. How how would we start uh, the the Second Timothy two two, the Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, the First Thessalonians one five b through seven, imitate imitating examples. How do we start that in terms of a foundational expression of building relationships? How do we teach others this? How do we begin that teaching? The teaching to get engaged in relationship. Yeah. Oh. If that's the core, if that's the root for all of these other transformations, as we're understanding. What do we do? What are the practices, the works that we uh, want to be an example of to others? How do we do this? Hmm. Well, I think one of it, and we 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 beat this drum quite often. I think at, at Radiant Life, right? But but biblical community. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, so and, just uh, being together, being together. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but I to, to to a certain extent, we we should probably be. Uh, maybe this is wrong. You guys can speak if you if you have a different like we we. We maybe need to be intentional with who we are in biblical community with. Do we have somebody who is <clears throat> further down the road than us? You know, uh, like a, you know, I mean, because Paul talks about, hey, I taught you this. You teach these guys <clears throat> and they're going to teach the, these guys. Who's who's our <clears throat> guy over here at this end? Mm-hmm. Who's who we're imitating? Mm-hmm. Who are we imitating? Who's our Paul? Right. Do we have somebody? Maybe we're not in like we don't have to like collect all of these people into one small group, but Hey, do I have somebody in my life that I can imitate? All right. Now, who am I being intentional with to where I'm, I'm in, in their life to the extent that they actually see how I live my life <laughs> uh, to where they can imitate me. Mm-hmm. Kinsey, you said that. I mean, you, you said that kind of part way through the message. You said there has been instances in your life where you have observed Mm. how a person relationally responded as a parent or how, how they relationally responded. And you were like, Hmm, that's what I want to do. So my, yeah. So my answer to you is let's just put lens lenses on of observation. Mm. So immediately my mind is brought to a guy named Trevor Wicks. Um, he lives um, in Northern Michigan and uh, used to live uh, down in Jones, Michigan and this guy, the way that he loves his wife and his kids, his kids are all grown. They're all starting to have their own kids now, and they still call him daddy. And it's like that just like it hits something deep with inside of me. And it's like he must love his kids so well that they still call him daddy as grown adults in front of other people. Mm. And I just like, okay. So I see, I see some maybe fruit of that. Mm-hmm. So then it's like uh, Trevor; he likes to play disc golf. So we used to play disc golf quite a bit, and I would be having these conversations while we're playing disc golf, relational, having fun mm-hmm. at the same time. But discipleship is happening on the disc golf course. So a key thing just came to the surface. Listeners, viewers, pay attention. So Kinsey's entire message was about us being humble leaders, but what he just described was a position that the listener or the observer, the learner, the follower should take. Mm. So it's not mm. all always about the humble leader providing examples. It's also about the person saying, yeah. I want to have an obs- observing heart. I want to have a listening ear. 
I want to be paying attention to those who are the Pauls in my life or the mentors in my life. And maybe that's a good call right now in this moment to say, you know, if you're listening or watching this and you don't have a mentor Mm. and you may have more than one, like I have mentors in the financial side of things, I have business mentors, Mm -hmm. spiritual mentors, different areas, different areas, you know, that I really respect these men or women in what they do. I I think about uh, people that particularly for prayer, like I've got some people that are mentors and, you know, those sorts of things. So maybe that's a challenge coming out of this podcast. We got more to talk about, but that not only be a humble leader where you are, but also consider where are you observing good leadership? Mm-hmm. Where are you actually receiving and taking in? Push pause on the podcast and actually spend a couple of minutes and ask that question and answer that question. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe jot it down. I mean, if you're driving, don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. But like, but I mean, <laughs> but actually spend some time to reflect mm-hmm. on that. Cause again, we've got, we've got a little more to talk about, but we don't want you to just gloss over mm-hmm. uh, the, the reflection question JB just put out there. So yeah, push pause, come back after you've had some time to think about that. Cause humble leaders are followers, right? Yeah. A humble leader is someone who's following at the same time. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're being led by others, but they're also looking like, I think of, of, I think it was Paul who wrote Hebrews, uh, but this great cloud of witnesses, right? There's yeah. these examples throughout the scripture. It's like, mm, if I got thrown inside of a den full of actual carnivorous lions, what would my response be? Freak out. Freak out. <laughs> Freak out. Or, or uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if our God doesn't Jeez. deliver us, yeah. we're not going to bat on your God. Yeah. We'll die and it'll be fine too. <laughs> like, Okay. He wins either way. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, But we do have these examples of faith in the scripture, not only in the people that we worship with now today, um, but, but in the scripture, it's full of these men and women of faith. It's like, oh my goodness. So an environment I think is, you know, daily time in the word, Mm -hmm. because we're going to see examples. We're going to read scripture. We're Mm going to read scripture that gives us commands or directives of Mm -hmm. how to live life and stuff. And so once we've input that information, then I think when we're observing other people, it's like, whoa, here's a wonderful example of this scripture playing out. Mm -hmm. Or that is exactly opposite of what this scripture is playing Mm -hmm. out. I definitely want to avoid that. And then if Holy Spirit guides, maybe you can speak some life into Mm -hmm. that area or that situation in other people's lives. Our greatest, our greatest example, you think about it, is Matthew 5 through 7, where Jesus repeatedly says, you have heard it said unto you, but I say. Yeah. It's like, here's the real example. Right. Like, here's the truth <laughs> of the scripture. Like, you read this. It says what it says. Yeah. But is that really what it's saying? Yeah. And Jesus gives this beautiful, perfect example of what it means to live obediently to the Father. Because we know that Jesus was a perfect example of absolute 100% never compromising obedience to God. He was perfect. I think though, even the, even that environment of like a quiet time, like you mm-hmm. have to, you have to involve some sort of relational component. Now, Absolutely. I mean, you can sit and you can sit yeah, in a talk space about that. alone with Jesus, but if it's, if it's always only just me and Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like there's the danger that I become just like this echo chamber. I never have any input from somebody else, mm-hmm. mentor or otherwise. Yeah. And I'm taking it like, oh man, this is what this means. And I might be incorrect yeah. in some of my interpretations of scripture. I've got permission and, to be my if, wife. And if I don't, this. if I don't have a, a 
a healthy community around me. Exactly. And I'm like, man, hey, dude, I was reading this the other day, and here's what I think. I need somebody that would be like, um... Let's let's revisit that. If you've yeah. listened because to any of Chan's Francis Chan's recent <laughs> teachings, Chan says he he came to a place in his faith, and I am coming to this place where he said I, I could no longer open the Word of God and ignore thousands of years of church fathers and church mothers, desert mm-hmm. fathers, desert mothers. I could no longer go to the scriptures and not take into account their wisdom. I could no longer do that. I had to look at this and say wait a minute, there's some truths. And on the other side of that, there's bad examples too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yep. there's there's bad examples. We mm-hmm. think about Saul. You know, Saul took things into his own hands and, and Samuel had to come to him and say, man, I know you, you intended for this to be right, but what is this bleeding of sheep in my ears? <laughs> you have rebelled against. Right. You, d- you disobeyed yeah. a direct command. And, and Nathan today spiritualized it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, just even even that is something. Yeah, I mean, spend time with the Father, but mm-hmm. like we, even so, that should. I think I think we've we've over individualized even that. Can we get more specific about that? Could well, maybe both uh, of you talk like more specific? <laughs> say, okay, I'm reading my Bible. I read this, and then. So you can go first. Unless, unless <laughs> what you want does me this to go literally first? look like? Like, paint me a picture. You're good at this, Kinsey. Paint oh, me a picture. You are really good at this. You are. Paint a picture of what it means to not study scripture in isolation. I, I think it's uh, having that cup of coffee or in your life group or a D group, the other people and say, hey, and it's literally sharing, man, you know, this week. I read. I read this <laughs> or I see a theme. Mm. I think I'm seeing a theme. Mm. Or you share several of those moments that you had with the Lord on an individual basis, but then you come into public and say, man, I'm just, do you, do you see any theme in here? Cause I'm, I'm not, I feel Am like I I'm all this over the right the, way. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it has yeah. that level of being humble and yeah. vulnerable, yeah. putting yourself out there in case you are off. Um, mm-hmm. I think there is a level of vulnerability there. The other thing I'll say from personal experience is that when you get into not only an echo chamber of just yourself, but an echo chamber even of your own church. Oh yeah, yeah. You can end up in a denomination. Very, yep, a very bad place. Um, and so I, I think it's wise to say, I know that God will never lead me to a place of danger. He's He's always going to protect me. Mm-hmm. So if I go and I look and say, okay, what is this orthodox perspective? What is this Jewish perspective? Mm-hmm. What is this Catholic perspective? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, these are all people, obviously, that are speaking of Jesus as king, Jesus as savior, Jesus as the way to heaven. Now, it doesn't mean that I go to Hinduism right. or to Buddhism <laughs> or to Allah and look for truths. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. But we are saying to think open-mindedly <clears throat> and be able to take things in, spit out the bones and swallow the meat. Mm. I, I, That's a word preacher right there, man. I like the idea of of literally being able to take quiet times to people who have been in the Word of God longer and say, mm-hmm. "Man, I, I'm reading this thread. Where am I at? W- what do you mm-hmm. think?" People that we really respect. Well, and and I think that can be part of that disciple. Right? I think we overcomplicate discipleship sometimes. Sometimes it's 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 finding somebody who's further down the road, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, can we?" journey through this book of the bible together yeah <laughs> can i pick your brain or even just mm-hmm. with another group of people again that's where like i have found great 
joy in, you know, obviously uh, last year, Pastor Ryan and I launched the the Radiant Institute School of Discipleship. Check this, it out, y'all. This year we're doing the, we're running that, but then we're also running a year two, the School of Ministry. Last year, we all journeyed, you know, Ryan and I journeyed through the same Bible reading plan as all of our students. This year, I'm I'm doing the same reading plan as our, our year two students, our School mm-hmm. of Ministry students. And, and to be able to journey through, I know, hey, today, every single one of us is reading, you know, first mm-hmm. Timothy mm-hmm. chapter two, like we're all like in alignment. And then guess what? When we come together, it's creating space to discuss that. And that's hey, ancient. What did you, what jumped out of the text to you? Hey, help me, man. I've got a question, man. Yeah. I read this and I'm yeah. like, what yeah. in the world yeah. is that? Somebody, yeah. somebody help me out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I found that to be. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe for you, it's you know you and your spouse. Like you guys pick a book and you journey together through that, or you pick a a, a trusted friend and you journey together for that, or you start a D group, right? And and you guys all, you yeah. know, last week, you know, we had uh, Jeff on the podcast, and he talked about that because uh, Jeff and I and uh, Andrew Fish and and Joel, like we were all in a D group together, and we it, and we were man, and it was like a we were together for a year. And we, we went into it. And I said, all right, hey, guys, man, I did the math. There's 260 chapters in the New Testament. If we read five a day, we'll get through the whole New Testament in a year. Like our first meeting, we get together to discuss like the first the first Two like, verses. five chapters. <laughs> right. Well, our goal was, hey, we're going to go through the first five chapters of Matthew. We got going and we're an hour and a half and we're still in chapter one. I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to have to rethink this. Hunt. Because this is, yeah. so then we literally, we went through a Because cha- it was so rich, the so conversation. Rich. So yeah. we went through a yeah. chapter a week. So we got like in That's the still a chunk and the yeah. year that we were together, we, we made it through the gospel of Matthew mm. and then we made it partway through the book of Acts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, but it's cause it every week, it's just this deep dive into, into one chapter of, and there were weeks where we didn't even get mm-hmm. through the whole chapter. Yeah. Let's take a quick pause there too, listeners, viewers. And we just had a small group meeting, like all the leaders in our church got together for an evening with, with pastor Brandon and pastor Ryan, pastor Pam. And we talked through what it looks like and some of these different expressions of what it means to be in a small group, a D group, um, which, uh, D groups are eclectic. They can be all sorts of different things. Life groups or small groups now are specifically patterned after discussions through the scripture, uh, ex- uh, explicitly. And then our midweek, uh, which is coming soon, be six to eight weeks. Those are where uh, a handful of people are going to tackle maybe a particular topic, a chapter of the, uh, a book of the Bible or parenting or so. Yeah. More so topical. this discipleship pathway at radiant life, which they're going to talk about more next week. Yeah. Um, is is very refined and v- very defined i should say uh, at radiant life so maybe you're listening and you're you're watching right now and you're thinking what is this d group thing what is this small group thing i want to be a part of that that if you're just coming to radiant life or you're just listening to the podcast or just watching online you're just attending on sunday you you're going to be anemic you're not getting all the nutrients that you need mm. you need to be uh, in a life group, you need to be in a small group. You need to be in a D group. Uh, you may need for a particular area in your life where you know you're weak. You may need to go through one of these six to eight week classes or courses that are midweek. There's going to be more details coming on those things, but s- beginning, I mean, bottom shelf cookies are on the bottom shelf. Friends, if you're not in a life group or a small group, you need to do that right now. You need to get into a small group and a life group right away. Totally agree. Yeah. Boom. Can yeah. we spend 
I want to spend the remainder of our time in Matthew 25 and, and the Willard quote and then your three questions. I could see that we're 49 minutes in. So we're good. And we talked about 20 minutes of nonsense that Haley's going to cut. No, she's okay, not. She's not. <laughs> like People are going to be so intrigued by that first 20 Dude, minutes. we were talking about Adam Sandler and like them taking nitrous and we weren't pronouncing so words So now that we right. just mentioned it, she has to leave it in. Right? No, no, she, she doesn't. But I mean, so I'm she hoping that she does. So she's going to cut this part out right here. No, she, she would just. She, so she, she, she's had it before. Listeners are going to be confused. No, but she's done that before. Like our whole, the yeah, the whole. Yeah. Here's what yep. we hope. You yeah. have no idea what we're talking about. That's what we hope. Two I, of us do. I don't know, Kenzie. What, where are you coming out on this? Okay. I'm so, indifferent <laughs> either way. I'm good either way on that, Haley. So You're the I appreciate ball, you no matter what. Well, you kind of landed the five. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Matthew 25. Uh definitely something i'm passionate about mm-hmm. uh the lord s- has been speaking to me in this chapter about some other things legacy uh really excited yeah. about some things there uh, but some of the things that stood out to me is that god has entrusted things to mm-hmm. us like it, it you really helped i think in matthew 25 bring to bear that there's it's not a quantity thing right it has nothing really to do with quantity this text the stewardship of the gifts that God's given you has nothing to do with quantity. It's really about quality and it's most specifically about multiplication. Mm-hmm. Talk more about that guys. I don't, were you, oh, you, I, I just got the holy head nod. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I do think it's important though to, to, to kind of unpack that a little bit because I think sometimes we get caught in this trap of comparison, Yeah, you know, and we, which we, is a quantity. Thing. We don't, yeah, we, we don't engage mm-hmm. because we look at, oh man, if I had the giftings that person had, sure, I could do all this kingdom stuff. Mm-hmm. I could be super effective for Jesus if, mm-hmm. if man, I could do what Pastor Brandon could do, you know, and we, and we get stuck in this comparison and, mm-hmm. and we don't actually do anything with the giftings that we have. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's this just this weird comparison trap we get stuck in. So I think I think first of all we need to actually sit and look at like, all right, what cool? I'm I'm glad Pastor Brent has those giftings. I'm glad Pastor JB has those giftings. What is it that God has given me, and what is it that He's asking me to do? And right? I was hoping to stimulate those thoughts with the teaching because yeah, I totally agree. It's easy to get into that comparison mode, but it's like, well, okay, yeah, let's just pump the brakes. Let's slow down. What has God given me? Um, what have I experienced in my relationship with him? Um, and now what am I doing with that? How am I overflowing that? And I think that's the key there. Um, and that's totally my takeaway with this parable with Jesus. So hopefully mm-hmm. I'm not misunderstanding his intent behind it. I mean, yeah, I. that's why I shared that William Barclay quote um right after reading that passage is um yeah it's we we may not be equal in talent but we can be equal in effort Mm. and i I mean that's my heartbeat um is like let's just make sure that we're putting effort into it and i think to be fully transparent like i have this part of me that um I don't know how to describe it. It's a nerve, I guess I have of more of the consumer type of mindset within the church world. Um, you know, like I had a conversation uh, with someone in the lobby in between services who's been a part of the church uh, way longer than I have um, been there a very long time, several decades. 
Um, and I was kind of lamenting in a sense that I hope, cause there, there's other people who've been part of the church when, when I first got saved and I was a first time guest back in Sturgis Wesleyan days and getting baptized. I was a brand new believer. And I like to think the Lord's done quite a bit of work in my life since then. Um, and there are some people that were a part of the church back then that spiritually speaking, based on the fruit that you can observe, they're in the same place that they were back then. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement was like, let's put some effort into it. You know, let's, let's begin to own mm -hmm. our discipleship. We have a responsibility. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think so. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I've been trying to live into is, yeah, mm -hmm. it's not a matter whether you have two talents or five talents or a thousand talents. Um, whatever God's given you, I, man, I'm going to give it a hundred percent of whatever faithful. I've got. Yeah. Mm. Try to be a good steward with, I mean, and he's blessed me so much. Mm. How can I not want to overflow that to other people? Mm -hmm. And we have to have realistic expectations of our outcomes based on our ability, <clears throat> based on our talents. Right? If yeah. I, I'm going to be stuck in this this weird spot, if I if, let's say I got the I got the one talent, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what God has given me. That's the that's the extent of my ability, extent of the extent of my capacity, right? But I look and say, oh well, man, how am I going to turn this one into ten? That's not the math. Yeah, that's not the math. Look right. at the math. <laughs> right. What's the math, guys? It, we double. We yeah. double. But what? what's the percentage return that God's asking for? Oh, now you're making me do actual math. Think about don't it. Make me, I don't like about, story problems. I thought I was of, clear about think this. Think about all the people. <laughs> think about all the people. What What were the numbers? Uh, five, two, and one. Right? And what was what was returned for each? The, they doubled. Well, each two of them, them doubled them. Right. So so the, the positive examples that we see Jesus giving is all he's asking is for a 100% return what he's given back to him that's what he's asking for a 100 percent return back to him he's just asking you to give back to him what he has given to mm -hmm. you that's yeah. all he's asking he's he's never going to come to you and say i gave you one and i want 20 that would be the wicked and cruel landmaster that the person thought <laughs> that the person with one talent that's who who yeah. he thought god was what God is really saying is what I'm giving you, I expect it to be to be given back because it was mine in the first place. Yeah. I just want you to be faithful with what I've given. It has nothing to do with mm. the numbers. Yeah. Nothing. God, uh, I have multiplication is something that God wants and it brings him joy. You you had that highlighted. Yeah. The joy of God. Uh, yeah. Enter into the joy of God. I think once you've experienced God's joy, I mean, as a former drug addict, that's addictive. Yeah. <laughs> of you wanting, mean the multiplication? Well, just that brings share, the joy when the when God is He's shared His joy mm. in things, and it's overwhelming to me. Um, it, like it's addictive. It's like, oh well. Mm. All right, Lord, what's something else? Uh, you know, because I want to, I want to do this again because this mm -hmm. is fun working with you in this. Um, you can't help but to not want to continue to share in His joy. Mm. Um, you know, I I've been in that passage several times. So as I was preparing for the message this Sunday, that was the one thing that really stood out, and it got repeated. So you know, there's emphasis there in the scripture when he repeats that with the two positive examples out of the three. So enter into my joy. And, enter into and my joy. And that was subsequent. And it wasn't quantified either. Like mm -hmm. it was like you were a good steward with what I gave you. Hey, let's share in this joy together. Right. Well, it was quantified. <laughs> sure, it was two to two, five, uh, five uh, to ten. 
Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. But are you, but are you saying, <clears throat> Kinsey, are you saying like, I hey, saying. <clears throat> we get yeah. to enter into the joy. It's not like, oh, you get 40 joy and you get 20 it's, joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean no. is that, is that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right? You yeah, just yeah, get yeah. to share it. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's, because for me, and this probably isn't true for you guys, but like, I'm so selfish. And so, like, when I'm sharing the Father's joy, I don't feel like it has anything to do with me. It's all him. And so I've taken the the camera off of myself, and now the camera is completely focused on him, and now he's sharing that with me, and I like I get to participate in this joy that he has. Mm. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and so it's kind of that whole, it's not about me. It's not about my happiness. It's not about, I mean, I am thankful for coffee, really good coffee, and it might bring me a false joy, but it has nothing to compare to when I know that God used me mm. to help someone else take one step closer to Jesus. Yeah, Like there's nothing that compares to that, especially when you get to help someone step into faith for that very first time. Like you help them pray for the first time and to receive Christ. Mm -hmm. There is nothing like that. It's like, I didn't even mm -hmm. have anything to do with the seeds that were planted in this person's life, but I get to share in the celebration of this person's eternity changing forever. That would be my challenge to the audience mm -hmm. is man, keep putting yourself in an environment where maybe the Lord uses you to to, to help someone pray that prayer of faith for the very first time. I guarantee when you do that for the first time, oh, man, you're hooked. Like, mm -hmm. I'm getting fired up about that. Like, <laughs> coffee's kicking in. Well, <laughs> if we go back just a little bit, sure. because you spent a little bit of time talking about that one, that one person, the person with the one talent who took it and buried it in the sand. Um, the thing that stood out to me, because you, you said – maybe that person doesn't actually know God. Yeah. They don't, they know who he is, but they don't know him uh, on an intimate basis. The person who does not multiply does not actually know God because he's the one that does the multiplying. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> we're just tools Yeah, that he uses. He picks up and uses us in his master plan of, you know, and, yeah, I, yeah, the character of God has been instrumental in my discipleship, and the more and more I understand His true character, it just it radically changes me mm -hmm. in the way that I overflow, the way that I have conversations with people, uh, the way that I have compassion and mercy for people who are in a tough spot, um, because God has been that to me. Um, you came to that through attachment to Him. Through Hesed. I'll be using your fancy. And through, and I didn't loving, say Hesed, though. Loving attachment. <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> and what, what, did, what did the loving attachment to God the Father bring you? Identity. You yeah. know who you are. Because you know mm. who you are and yeah. who he is, you multiply. Yeah. Well, when you, when you rest secure in your identity that you get from the Father, mm -hmm. right, you're, you're free of that comparison trap. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who they are because mm -hmm. I know who I am yeah. in the Father. Mm. And and there's there's security there. There's freedom yeah. to mm -hmm. to do what it is that he's called me to do, right? And not worry about what he called you to do because I don't or <clears throat> what other people say about you. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people are afraid about. Well, I don't. You know, people are going to look at me like this. I mean, Jesus was considered a drunkard, but he also knew where his identity was in the Father, right? 
Um, he didn't care what other people called him. He knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. the Father's will, in his relationships and the people that he hung out with, these marginalized people that he hung out with. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I, I think in my sphere of influence and people that reach out to me, I see it over and over again, especially with hurt and broken people. Like they just don't have a, a firm grasp of the character of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the reason why I kind of like threw that out there. So it's interesting that you're picking up on that. Oh, it, it was like a neon sign because <laughs> in my mind, what, what I'm thinking of is full circle is in order to have that identity and attachment to God, you must be in relationship with others yeah. because he is a body. We yeah. are a body. Yeah. He is our head. I mean, if I look at my physical body, if I if my arm is disconnected from my body, this is what what we call in culture, sadly, a disability. Mm-hmm. And it makes life hard and difficult. And I can't do things the way that I want to do them. I can't be as fruitful in life as I could be if I had both things operating. Yeah. But as a connected body, when I'm connected with others, that attachment to God, our head, flows through mm. every member. Absolutely. And we, we sense that, that oneness, that wholeness, the attachments there, the hasads there, and then the identity comes. Like, yeah. then I know who I am in Christ. Uh, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have to do the hard stuff as humble leaders to say, friend, that's actually not who we are. Yeah. The way that you lived and behaved in that situation, that's not who we are. Yeah. We, not you, but we don't, we don't talk that way. We don't yeah. live that way. We don't post we, crap like that. On our we don't post crap like that. You know, we don't treat people that way. We we are different. And the, the God's called us to be holy, or another mm-hmm. way to say it, set apart. Yeah, different. And I got a hunch we'll be heading into a season of that. Yeah, <laughs> I I think uh, your quote of Willard, which you're going to have to say that again. Which on the one? Podcast. Which Willard? Because I shared a few uh, Willards. The, the great, the grace quote, which is the oh. anthem of. Of spiritual formation <laughs> yeah uh that grace is not opposed to effort yes yeah. but um, it it's is. opposed to earning yeah. yeah i hope that point came through clear oh. yesterday um i you know people that have that mindset of trying to earn people's love and affection mm-hmm. uh which i'd go back to the character of god like you like you he already loves you right where you're at and, mm-hmm. uh, you can't earn any more of his love Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to work through a lot of my own in my own discipleship and um, freedom. I like to use that word. I found freedom in areas in that. Mm-hmm. That's that's been huge. And so because I found freedom in that, man, I can't help but want to put effort into it because I know I can't earn any more of it. But man, I just love him so stinking much. Um, I just yeah, I mm-hmm. I just want to go do this. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with <clears throat> the organization True Face? I've never heard of that. Like the book, The Cure. I've not, seen not, that cover. Not the band, The Cure, but the the book, The no, Cure. No, I've seen that book cover. Like I, I know, like I it immediately it. popped in my brain, but okay. I've not read it. Because kind of one of their big things is is actually living in. What if we actually lived as though God was who He said He was, and and we are who He says we are. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I mean that's kind of a huge part of it. It's actually like only like, hey, what if I actually live as though I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm not a. I'm not a sinner, right? I'm a saint. And his, like, I'm mm-hmm. a saint. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm part of the family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every, everything that I've ever done wrong has been covered in the blood of Jesus. And, and how does it affect our lives to live this way? I don't know. I was just curious if you guys had. The kingdom's here, not yet. Yeah. It's here. Yep. It's not yet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, and you closed uh, Brandon by showing Josh's scale there, the progress over perfection scale, and ultimately uh, that's another here not yet. We are positionally holy, mm-hmm. completely righteous mm-hmm. in Christ, but we are heading and progressing in a direction towards more holiness and more righteousness ultimately becoming who we are positionally we're heading in the direction to become who we already are <laughs> Kinsey, right? is that a is that a paradox <laughs> it sounds like a, <laughs> i have this weird drawing you guys can't see it but progress is the goal Pro- <sighs> making progress is the goal which does yeah. require measuring it does require metrics and data like you need to pay attention it requires to your effort life. yeah uh, perfection is not the goal because if you could be perfect, Jesus would have not what had to come. was the point of him coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in closing, guys, let's talk about these last three questions. Maybe provide some brief answers to those questions, ideas that we could give listeners, viewers. You uh, want to talk about the tape measure? Oh, the tape measure. Yeah. Chan, have you seen the one with the rope with Chan? The same mm-hmm. thing. Oh, the eternity. Yeah, the oh, eternity rope. Gosh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't see Kinsey's thing with the tape measure, just you are old. You're going to die. <laughs> now, I mean, take a minute on that. Can, well, I'm just kidding. I mean, because that was, I mean, that was pretty impactful for you. Can like, I mean, say, wrecked me. Describe yeah. all of it. Just describe yeah. it. You asked. So the, it's a tape measure has centimeters on the bottom. So it, you know, it goes yeah. from one to I don't know. The tape measure went over a hundred. But yeah, the idea was you were to fold it at seventy six, which according to Google, that's the average life expectancy in the U.S., which has actually dropped yeah. in the last couple of years. And then um, you were supposed to go to your age on the left and rip that off. Now, I did have someone send me an email at, uh, last night that I read this morning uh, who's actually a listener, Tammy. And uh, like it like hurt when they ripped like yeah. that part of the life out. Like you can't redo that. No, no time. There's no machines. redos. Yeah, we don't have a DeLorean or whatever. <laughs> yeah. A phone booth. Flux capacitor. <laughs> An infinity stone. Or... Right. And so I think that reality, like, I, I can't say it. Like, when we number our days, I think it does bring wisdom because mm. you're not going to be foolish with what you have remaining. And here's the other thing. We're not even guaranteed that 76, you know. Um, we've seen that recently. We've seen that mm-hmm. recently. And I was trying to be sensitive to that, to our mm-hmm. church family. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that reality, like that reality hits home when you're sitting at a nine year old's funeral, mm-hmm. like you're not guaranteed this. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do with what God's given me today? Um, and so, yeah, that, that tape measure wrecked me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it has is because of, and I've shared on previous podcast here, you know, of just the amount of deaths that I've experienced. And I think that reality has hit me of, yeah, we do need to number our days. Mm -hmm. So to physically see it on a tape measure, um, yeah, like, and then if you start ripping that off, aren't there like movies where like that was the commodity? Time was a commodity. I think there's a movie. It wasn't Justin Timberlake. I don't think I ever watched it because it looked pretty hokey. Okay. I think Justin Timberlake was in a movie about It almost that. made me want to go find whatever that movie was oh. to see if it would be a good illustration to this. Oh. But if you're saying well, it's Well, because it's like, maybe. hey, oh, you want to do this? Hey, that's that's five minutes. Like, yeah. You got, 
give up five minutes. Is it a hot dog? Every hot dog you eat takes seven minutes off your life. What? I'd be dead by now if that's true. Ah, uh, yeah, I've eaten a lot of hot dogs. Is that like one of those things like where if you <laughs> like, I remember as a kid they told you like if you swallow gum you never digest it; it just yeah. stays in your system. Like, yeah. there's no way. I like my entire digestive system <laughs> would be full of gum. Yeah, yeah. like if that was just know. just another little thought grenade, as Kinsey would say, if we were to take a more orthodox perspective, and I mean Eastern orthodox perspective on what death actually is the tape measure becomes much less uh, forceful. Yeah, you have to to unpack that. The people who have died in Christ are very much alive. They are very real. They are right now. They are in the presence of God in the place that we will be going to. So this, this veil of death and the veil that separates the living and the dead is substantial but it is also thin it's a thin veil but from the standpoint of us recognizing the urgency yes. with which we should pursue the command of jesus yeah like i mean maybe i've spent all the decades of my life so far not engaging in obedience to his command to make disciples mm-hmm. and now i look at that tape measure i'm like crap i got I got like six years left, you know, if I'm having, you know, or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever that number I might be. I spent all my time prior to ripping right. this off fishing doing drugs. all the time, but I've never actually fished for men yeah. like God has called me to. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, it goes to, I mean, and for those of you that haven't ever seen this, uh, YouTube, Francis Chan, Eternity Rope. I mean, because that, mm-hmm. that, that gives you a pers- that's another yeah. layer to mm-hmm. kind of yeah. this thing. Right? I guess I bring up the Eastern Orthodox uh, perce- perception more as a comfort Oh, to I mean, in that, in that we shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't people close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just for us that there, there is an urgency should be uh, yeah. to, yeah. to the obedience in which we should be living. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in closing uh, the three questions, uh, Kinsey, the first question was, who am I helping? Kind of, kind of unpack that a little bit more. What did you mean by asking that question? Who am I helping? So to go to the word picture or the like the slide that I used with the qualification fallacy, um, you know, what is something that I've learned, mm-hmm. and then how can I help someone else um, learn and grow in that area? Awesome, awesome. Uh, number two, maybe we'll ask Josh this one: uh, Who am I helping on a weekly basis? So you kind of it's kind of the same question, mm-hmm. but you're asking more specifically time based. Like, do I have a weekly pattern? Is that? Mm. I think pattern would be a good word to use. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so one of it, and this is, this is where it'll seem like I'm promoting a program, but again, you go back to like our Institute, right? We meet on a mm-hmm. weekly basis yep. and Life we actually, we yeah. actually pursue like that trickle down effect. So one of the things that our students are required to do every week, we call it pass it on. So like we teach, mm-hmm. we, you know, we teach mm-hmm. content right now. We're navigating the biblical mm-hmm. story. Like what is it that scripture is actually about? What is it telling us? And so each week now our students have to go and pass it on. They have to find somebody in their life mm. and teach some of this material to, mm. to, to try to like get that, that trickle down. Like, hey, don't so just do you sit guys here follow up and ask them like, hey, who did you? They have to do a reflection every wow. week online. Good and, accountability and tell us there. what they what they shared That's and who awesome. they shared it with. Nice. So, but yeah. a weekly practice, a pattern uh, is important, you know, to, to yeah. connect I with mean, someone. Yeah, I mean, like my group meets on Mondays, like I'm, I'm making breakfast for dinner tonight for Brenner. my life group. Yeah. Brinner. There you go. Are there weird families that don't ever eat breakfast for dinner? 
Why would you not? That's a great uh, just, idea. Sorry. So I'm, I, I was, I'll be the odd guy out here. I would rather eat dinner for breakfast. Like that's why I always loved IHOP because you can go there at oh, six sure. o'clock in the morning yeah. and get a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> like I would rather eat a bacon cheeseburger than like eggs. I and could toast. just eat eggs and sausage. See, that's all three Nicole. Meals. Nicole, like she could eat eggs and toast for every meal of the day. I'm like, <laughs> nope, yeah, nope. I don't like eggs. So okay, Ugh, boy. What I mean, I'll, I'll eat them sometimes, but like in general, I'm not going to go out of my way to eat eggs. Liquid baby chickens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Add that to the dead turkey. Come back to question number two here. <laughs> Maybe this Weekly. week you could uh, go to Walmart, <laughs> go to the dollar store, get one of these paper uh, um, tape measures and go uh, share with someone how short their life is. <laughs> I love it. I so love we, it. That's a practice. But I mean, hey, too, like, Make I mean, sure the three of us, before you do that. <laughs> right, the three of us, right, we all have kids living at home still. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, that is a valid uh, disciple making. You endeavor. start there. Like I think our probably our, our primary ministry as parents is to mm -hmm. disciple our children mm -hmm. first yep. and foremost. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's a built in. And like if I mean because you you have a larger family, uh, we have a larger family that's in our life group and another smaller family, and that's the emphasis. And we're talking deep in spiritual disciplines and stuff, but it's also reminding them like you're in a different season of life right now, and th mm -hmm. these. Like you're discipling these little kids that are running around the house right now. Mm -hmm. So, d yeah, don't don't do that comparison game to someone. Well, the pastor says I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. Well, when am I supposed to do that? Well, you do it right today, right now with little Johnny that's yeah. running around on the floor. Well, because yeah. I mean, like our 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 primary uh, you know model for how we engage in life as an adult is how we saw our parents engage in life right. when we were children, mm -hmm. right? Our ideas about what marriage looks like, that comes from our parents, right? Mm -hmm. Right. If it was good, if it was bad, if it was whatever, like that's primarily is yes. fueled by what we saw growing up. So if as parents, we incorporate Jesus into every aspect of our lives, as we should, mm -hmm. like that's a model to our kids. And then as they get older and you're able to have the conversations as to the why, hey, this is why we do things. Mm -hmm. This is, oh, we, mm -hmm. we go to what you were saying, JB. Mm -hmm. No, hey, we don't yeah. do this type of thing because yeah. that doesn't honor Jesus. Deuteronomy, you know, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you're walking yep, the way, all day, you're, you're talking through this. You're, you're either intentionally, you know, discipling your kids, or you're just you're either discipling them towards Jesus or away from Jesus. Formation's happening. I mean, it's it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. So to reframe what you just said, like all day long, um, uh, Joe Dance, shout out to you. I know Melissa, you listen. Um, he said in one of our settings, and I don't, I don't think I'm breaking confidentiality. You can yell at me uh, next week. Um, but he says being conscious of God all day long, and it was just the way that he said that. So it's another way to say pray without ceasing. But like, are we just conscious? Like, am I conscious of God even right now while I'm speaking to you guys and to all of our friends who are listening? Mm -hmm. Like, am I conscious of His presence right now? Like, I, mm -hmm. it just blew my mind the way that he used the word conscious. I don't know. So I'm sharing that as in the hopes that maybe that would be encouraging to someone else mm -hmm. of just being conscious about discipleship, God being there, whether it's little Johnny on the floor or Susie, you know, got spaghetti in her hair or something. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Last question. Am I encouraging those I disciple to disciple others? So... 
were you saying, you know, it's not just a pouring into them with information, but you're literally saying, how can you take what I just shared with you with someone else? Kind of like Josh was talking about in the Institute. What does that look like for you, Kinsey, like in the groups that you lead or are a part of? How, how are you teaching others to disciple others? I say on a regular basis, if not weekly, um, hey, just to remind you, the reason why we're doing this is so that you'll go do this with other people. Mm. Like almost verbatim, mm -hmm. I say that. Um, in fact, hopefully I say it tonight in our life group. Like, hey, remember why we're doing this? We mm -hmm. love our group right now. We've got a mm -hmm. sweet group right now. It's going to be awful when uh, we have to end this time. The Lord hasn't closed that door yet. But um, but every almost every week, like, hey, let's just – the reason why we're doing this is that at some point you guys are going to go do this with other people. And if there's something that Amy and I did that, like – that we did really well, then then do that. And if there's something that we did really bad, then don't do that. You do your own thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but we just like we just try to model hospitality when they come in. Mm -hmm. We try to have food for them. We try to serve them. We try to not do all of the talking during a conversation and mm -hmm. listen and appreciate them when they're vulnerable. And sh and that's all we're trying to do is model that. Yeah, that's so. Good. But for you to go do it, yeah. I to me. In my brain, I feel like that is just so stupid, simple, but yet people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, this would be a whole other podcast. Do you know why people don't do it? They don't understand the character of God. They don't believe. Believe what? They don't have faith. Mm. They don't actually believe that what you're saying is true. See, why, why do we even share the gospel with people? Because we believe heaven's real. We mm -hmm. believe the penalty of death is real. We believe hell is real. Mm -hmm. so, so the gospel and, and evangelism is informed by faith. So we see people who are giving proper instruction, proper teaching from the word of God, proper examples in the lives of those around them, and they don't do it. They don't believe. They can say whatever they mm -hmm. want. Because the things that, that we believe are the things that we do. Mm. Things we believe are the things that we do. That's the same reason why we have sin in our life. Like yeah. we believe that thing's okay, so we keep doing it. Yeah. Right? It, it's belief. It's it's faith. And and um how do we impart faith to others? I don't know. <laughs> Paul says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, so more word, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. You got my gears turning on that. <laughs> Listeners, viewers, do what you always do. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to this YouTube channel or to this podcast feed, subscribe. I only listen to the podcasts I subscribe to. I only watch the YouTube channels that I subscribe to, which I subscribe to those. Uh, Fail Army is one I like to watch. People wrecking <laughs> on their skateboards. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Oh, there's some. It, See, it's no, I can't do so because it's like, oh, like that would hurt so. Like how, you uh -huh. hurt. How, how did you think that person? was going to turn yeah. out? How yeah. did you think that was going to turn out? <laughs> yeah. But definitely subscribe. And another great thing that you could do uh, is share this podcast on the platform that you engage the most with others. So we're, we're telling you to share this. This is a way that you could be a humble leader by saying, hey, the, the message that Pastor Brandon brought at, at Radiant Life and the, the conversation that we had around that message had some good had some things that you could take and that you can be more like Jesus. So share this on Facebook, uh, like it on, on, uh, on YouTube, uh, maybe add some comments. Definitely yeah, do those add a things. comment. Like if there, if there was something that was spoken today, you know, mm -hmm. some nugget that JB shared, put that in quote as you share that, like there's this there's stood the, out. the reason why I'm sharing this oh, that's good. is mm -hmm. this stood out to me. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And don't forget, we're getting really close. I, I think we're close to 900 subscribers. We've got what? Over nine, we've got over 900. Over 900 Last subscribers. Last time I looked, it was 910. 910. 90 more subscribers. So you're sharing on those platforms and, and doing what Kinsey said, sharing what really stood out. It's going to get us closer to that 1,000. At 1,000 subscribers, we're going to do something really amazing, something super fun. I remember like in the early days of shutdown, like it was a huge thing when we hit 100 subscribers mm-hmm. because then you yeah. can like rename your channel, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was like, that was like you a huge mile thousand. That's awesome. Yeah, You're at a thousand. thousand. It's not just us. That's Remember, right. it's the it's, Bible it's teaching. The it the is church. the church. Hey, Radiant Reflections is one ministry. That's right. Speaking of ministries of the church, right now uh, we have a connection with the St. Joseph County Drug Court and mm. we are, over the next couple of weeks, we are collecting uh, winter coats, hats, gloves, yeah, boots. Cool. Already got a bunch of donations uh, to give cool. to the individuals that are doing that. A lot of these guys, like they're walking to some of their <laughs> their connection places mm. in their prison slippers. Wow! Uh, and it's you know we just got our just first got real snow. snow yesterday, so mm. I want to encourage those of you that are watching, listening, uh, particularly if you're in the the Midwest, surges and yeah. surrounding areas to uh, yeah go ahead and you can drop those off by Guest Central in in our lobby again winter coats hats boots gloves things that you would want to wear to stay warm in this mm-hmm. crappy weather uh, not so. things with holes <laughs> in right. them right. things that new, you would wear new new or gently used so yes. yeah just cool. a little side plug there well God bl- God's blessings to you guys we pray you'll come back uh, next week for episode 57 of Radiant Reflections Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Radiant Reflections.